before we get into the just plethora of amazing work that you do, um, publications and celebrities and, and all kinds of crazy stuff, before we get into any of that, to start off with, how was it that you first found photography? Why did you choose to become a photographer? So um, originally I'm from Tel Aviv, Israel. And uh, after the military service, like any Israeli, I traveled the world a little bit, focusing on surfing. I traveled in places like Panama, Guatemala, Mexico, Brazil, Portugal, um, trying to discover the world and open my mind a bit more from the box I knew all my life called Israel. Mm -hmm. During my surf trips, I really got to meet a lot of different cultures and people. And it was really, uh, it was a blessing. Many, many of the times I made so many friends internationally and surf culture is very connecting people as well and, and the mind and the soul. So it's everyone on the same, uh, we can say the same wave almost rode it and, uh, hmm. and just a fun journey. During one of my trips, I was in Portugal and uh, a kid on the beach used to take pictures of the, of the surfers and, and the people in the camp. I start asking him questions about the camera and how it works. What's ISO, aperture, shutter. He start to like mini tutor me, like show me the settings on manual. I was very not interested in art or any kind of photography before that. Um, after I really enjoyed him teaching me about it and talking to me about it, uh, I bought a camera from him. I, I gave him 300 euro and I took the camera with me to keep traveling. And um, this is how I started finding photography. I, I started shooting the cultures I've been traveling to and uh, the countries, the people, the, the surf, the beach, anything and everything. And until I got to meet another guy that uh, he was very, very well, great fashion photographer in Lisbon. And through um, his point of view and his work and his soul, I actually got to introduce to fashion photography and portraiture and the art of fashion. It was a great journey for me at the beginning, even before knowing what is photography, to, to meet the people that actually create in beautiful imagery, uh, which really inspired me. So I started studying photography in Tel Aviv in a workshop at Studio Gavra, which uh, taught me very well the basics and the foundation of photography. And by the end of that workshop year, I just uh, was ready to go to the next step to learn photography in depth and to take myself into a degree. Um, I just Googled the best photo school next to the beach because I really, really needed the beach close by for my surfing <laughs> and my soul. And I found out Brooks Institute in Santa Barbara, California, which I never been there, never been to California before. It could be London, New York, or any other place, but I really like the idea of being in sunny California. With great help of my parents and um, some funds from the military, I got to travel abroad and to start my education in uh, 2011 in Brooks Institute. And this is where everything started. Sort of sticking on the, on the point of education, uh, it's not something you see an awful lot with um, photography. Uh, maybe I'm talking entirely from a very closed off British perspective, but in your experience, do you feel that, like that formal education is, is really important to where you are today? Could you be where you are now without that formal education in photography? Yeah, I would speak for myself. I think um, 
it's very clear to me and to all the people that know me very close that without the education, I won't be sitting here talking to you right now. Um, the education wasn't only for me to learn a lot about the history of photography, the foundations, the fundamentals, the practical, the theories, the color, everything and anything Brooks Institute really laid out to every photographer what is what it takes and what you need to become a professional working photographer. And it's very important to me because, uh, again, theoretically and, and uh, practically, as well as the networking and the relationship with the other colleagues and the students, the professors and close to LA as well. And a lot of like practical answers to uh, questions that being answered in school about how to and what to and other people experiences and lectures and being exposed to exhibitions, associations, uh, awards, competitions, everything from the school. And after school as well, uh, having my um, OPT visa and then my O1 visa twice and then my green card. So I would say that for me as an immigrant coming to the US and going to school, it Without school, I won't be here right now, probably. And obviously you started off there with the stills. At what point did you start looking into video um, and motion work? You know, was that a natural progression or was it a completely separate sideline for you? How did, how did you come to find video to be so interesting? I used to shoot a lot of studio work and um, that was for me the first... Uh, I will speak from like, not a painter point of view, because I'm not a great painter at all, but almost like a figure study mm -hmm. and sketches of what can I do with a person or a model or anyone in studio, just one-on-one -on -one. level of comfortability, psychology of portraiture and trying to push ways, poses and stuff that like they are not in their comfort zone and then um, how it's reflects in the image as well. Uh, once I remember in my parents' garage, it was, I just opened the modeling light of the strobe and I saw beautiful light that I always used to use. And then it came into motion just with the 5D Mark II playing around. And it looked beautiful to me. Although, you know, setting wise, technically it's not right how I shot it, but I could see a still image moving in my screen and I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And, and I didn't did much video afterwards. This was like, this was like the year of my graduation, like five years ago, six years ago. And just recently I came back to it with like shooting more natural light and more uh, and fashion and lifestyle and, and start to create a mood. And instead of, lay out everything in, in stills, I started to lay out everything as emotion. And I found it very valuable to me right now. And, and I see that from a model that just posing straight, I can actually tell a little story or a little clip that shares a story of the fashion, the mood, the colors, the, the set, the environment. And um, that's about it. And, and since then, it's just like being exploration, experimenting, and trying to answer my own questions by doing a lot of mistakes. And um, that's it. I mean, you mentioned emotion there, and I feel like there's certain artists that are really strong with emotion, expression, narrative. And then there's other artists that are really strong with technical side of things, but maybe not as strong with, you know, one's 
stronger with one than the other. You seem to be someone that's got that really well balanced, um, which I think is a, a real rarity to be someone that can convey emotion, expression and narrative, but also really demonstrate amazing technical skill. Is there one that you kind of lean more towards finding easier? Is it easier for you to draw that expression out of a subject, but maybe you have to work hard with the technical side of things, or do you find the technical side of things a lot easier and the expression to be harder? Um, I will speak for myself and I will, I will say that the technical part at the very beginning was difficult, of course, like anyone, because we're trying to learn and to understand the light and the composition and the camera we're using and many things around. After a, a lot of different mistakes and learning and progression and, and write-ups and understanding what am I doing and what have I done wrong, especially shooting on film, uh, analog, not digital. I got to a point that I don't think anymore about technicality. I put the lights as I know that I love putting them or solving the problem of the existing light. And then netto thinking about creative and about comfortability of the talent and what's the visual I want to film and how the end product going to look like. Everything is laid out in my head, in my head before I even arrive to set. Technical part is very important, especially at the beginning, but a lot of practicing tests and experimenting and, and good understanding, you can get to a level that you don't think about it anymore. And you just focus on the talent, the visual, the end visual and, and the team around you. Honestly, something that really caught me by surprise when I first started photographing people was sort of the challenge of different personalities that you could end up photographing. Uh, where maybe you don't gel well, or maybe someone's quite reserved and they're hard to break down. They're quite shy, maybe, or, you know, there's, there's all these different sort of obstacles when it comes to two people meeting and working together. Um, being in the position that you're in, you photograph some enormous personalities, some really well-known names. Do you have any tips for when it comes to working with people? Are you kind of someone that you have a sort of very hard and strong stance on the way you are um, and you convey yourself a certain way or are you someone that adapts to the person that's in front of you how do you you know do you have any tips for working with different personalities as a photographer i think about myself uh, very caring uh, empathic sympathetic person i'm trying to adapt so if this is like the options you presented me, I am adapting to every personality that enters the studio or I meet for the first time, either if I have with them only three to five minutes or if I have with them six hours for a shoot. Uh, I always adapt. I'm trying to understand who they are, what they're up to, um, if they're presenting themselves as introverted or extroverted, what's my uh, input on set will be to get from them something that will be taking them out of the comfort zone um, and, and just to support them all the time. It's a give and take. I always tell them it's a give and take. You give me something good, I will take something great. So <laughs> it's, always a, it's a collaboration. It's a, even if they are not comfortable for the first one hour, even if in the last three minutes of the shoot, they will give me what I needed and everything. So it was worth the first one hour of struggling with poses, with composition, with comfortability. Although for me, it's very, it's, it's very psychological. It's like a psychological process. It's, it's not photography process. It's more like, how do I communicate with this person to actually get to understand what, what I need to get from them and what they can give me at the very moment. 
something that's become kind of all-encompassing with uh, it feels like especially the Western world is kind of celebrity culture and obsession with idolizing um, different people and and to to kind of embarrass you a little bit here and do a bit of name dropping just because I'm so am- amazed by some of the names that you photographed. A personal favorite of mine would be Terry Crews, but Adam Sandler, Anna Kendrick, Aubrey Plaza, Antonio Banderas, Ethan Hawke, who's an amazing actor, Andrew Garfield, and my wife's personal favorite trio would be Jared Padalecki, Jensen Ackles, and Misha Collins. Um, when it comes to photographing people that are so well known, um, that their faces are so recognizable, um, is it a challenge for you to do something different with them that's not been done before? Or is that kind of taken care of when it comes to you know the brief that you're given? Uh, first of all, most of the names you mentioned, I had less than uh, 15 minutes sitting with, even less than that, uh, five to seven minutes. And no, I, I don't really care. Who, like, of course, it's important how they've been idolized before and how they've been presented before. But uh, I, I look at them from my eyes. I came from a different place, different language, different culture. I, I trying to look at the colors in the way I see colors, composition. Um, I'm still learning so much every day and every time I'm shooting someone. Uh, so it's, it's like almost adaption and progression and, and, you know, whatever I shot a month ago or two months ago, I won't shoot again in six months from now. It's all just a momentarily feeling that I have with a talent and how I want to present them based on the styling, the fashion, the, the, the outlet that they need to shoot them for. There's many, many different spectrums, but eventually I will make sure that they shoot them as I want to shoot them. Is that the most important thing to you to have like your identity? with your photography is that because obviously I'm imagining that working in LA and New York I mean I'm from England and I don't live in London so I'm completely detached from from culture essentially if you're in LA you must be surrounded by people that are all vying for the same jobs that you have um lots of people that will kind of want to take your space and and places and shots that you want to you want to be in a position to take other people are occupying it's kind of you know a very very strong competition that you're based within i would imagine how do you you know is is that the most important part of that competition is just making sure that you retain your identity within your photographs uh you know chris i i never seen it as a competition okay that that's the thing i'm i'm not pursuing i'm not in a competition i'm not uh, in the first line of the surfing like trying to catch the wave with everybody dropping in it's not my style i just do what i like i work with a lot of passion a lot of patience and um, I just do what I think it's right. I mean, you see on my site, probably 40 to 50% of my actual work that they do every day. Uh, it's not that they present everything at once or at all. Uh, sometimes, you know, like any artist, like any person, I, I didn't felt connected to the subject or to the shoot or something went off in my head. Although everybody will agree that it was amazing, blah, blah, blah. I still feel something missed for me. And right. I'm trying to stay true to myself, not true to what the industry demands me to please them. Like um, when I meet the subject for the first time, I'm trying to find not their weaknesses, but their strengths and how can I enforce them and idolize them and make them look better. It's very important to me that the talent will come out of the shoot feeling the same way as, as I felt, like good, hyped, good energy, uh, 
positive attitude and, and a lot of good results. Uh, and sometimes we don't feel that way. And, and, you know, we have to, to progress and let go and move on. When it comes to working with like large publications, big brands, are you someone that or at any point did you feel the pressure of of working for like these established names in the industry or are you are you taking it kind of in your stride and you're just excited to to do that work? Uh, first of all, I'm excited every day I'm going to work. It doesn't matter who is the client. It's always like the I call it the unknown kingdom. It's like in a, a different reference, but from the military when you're going into operation, you barely know what's going to happen until something mm-hmm. bad happens. When approaching a shoot, it's always very exciting me. Uh, even like I, I won't sleep the night before, probably like very excited, trying to plan stuff in my head, trying to understand the vision. How can I reinvent myself this day? A lot of factors around me taking just a click and a picture, like what in my mood will help or enforce or will actually ruin the picture that is about to happen. It could be a bad coffee. It could be someone very negative on set. It can be some sort. It's all about the energy I have around me. And when the click is feeling right, it will come right. It's, it will be, you will hear the cheering like, wow, awesome, amazing. If I could ask a stupid question, having not been in the position that you're in, do you approach like personal work in a different way to the way that you would promote, uh, the way you would approach your commissioned work or your assignments, you know, your, your day-to-day job is your personal work, something that you go in more relaxed for something you go in with more intensity, you know, it's, it's, it's gotta be fascinating to, to, to be someone whose photographs are as culturally important as yours. When you choose to take personal photographs, I'm just fascinated by how you, how you go into that. Are you quite intense or are you quite laid back? It's, it's really interesting to me. Personal photographs happening every day, even on set when I'm with a talent and with a team and with a brand, it's at the beginning, let's go to the beginning because then I had more time to create personal work. And now my, my process and my mantra, it's to do the personal work on the go during all the madness of commission work. Uh, trying to squeeze either in between a little test or during the shoot to actually present my personal mediums and how I see things happen and to take it away as well. In school, we learned one very clear phrase, one for the client, one for myself. <laughs> and and that's very important to understand because all my shoots and since I started shooting, I always had this in mind. So even if I shot a portrait for a magazine that somebody really wanted me to shoot it that way, I'm not arguing, you know, take it. I'm, I'm happy to show you, but let me do something a bit different and then decide. So mm-hmm. I give them what I wanted and then I change and I shoot on an, either a different format, different camera, different lighting. And then I will show them what I think. And, and this is where I feel privileged that they can present my opinion, present my vision and show them something that they might like better. Let's say that 30% of the time they will say, uh, okay, it's cool. Let's keep ahead with this. I really like it. And many, many other times they will be like, it's off brand. It's not correct. It's not technically. And, you know, no hard feelings. We're moving on. Uh, again, it's adoption and progression and learning the, the operating souls around you every given moment. It's a nonstop process on set. Something that's come up there and, and it's, I think, something that's very foreign to a lot of photographers is having that 
ability to give up a creative control over the work that you're producing. I think it's where a lot of photographers would fall short of wanting to work in in like the fashion industry, say, is that that fear of kind of letting go of the control over what you're creating. What's that process like? Is it is it something where you get a very, very hard brief that you know that you're sticking to and you go in and, and everything's very neatly planned out for you? Is it you go in, you start and there's someone there adapting or giving feedback as you go? It's it's a it's a fascinating process. The, the people that work with me and know me very well uh, in person, not through any other outlets that they think they know me, probably will feel that uh, it's, it's a big collaboration on set and uh, a lot of respect and a lot of uh, understanding and conversations and opinions. And eventually we come in together to a happy medium and there is nothing personal, even if, even if I give up my creative vision or what I had in mind, it's okay because tomorrow or two more days or in a month from now, I will be able to do it regardless. Mm-hmm. But like you said, Chris, it's a very daring approach. And uh, I think over the years, I learned that decisiveness, it's not confident. It's decisiveness and to know what's good and what's right and what's not good in the very moment of the shoot. That's what will lead for more and pushy and more uh, better images and better clients and better everything to be decisive. That's the formula I built to myself. There is no time for washi-washi. There is no time to start thinking if it's going to be softer or harder or this composition or this background, what we need to get will get done. With your work, there is obviously a really nice blend of motion and stills. But what I also notice is that there's a pretty strong mix of film and digital. And I'm curious to know when you're on set or when, when you're shooting in general, how do you make the decision one over the other, film over digital or digital over film? Again, it's, it's all about my feeling. If I feel like it it's looks to me more grainy and, and, you know, if I have the time, I will shoot on film. If I feel like it's pretty instant and fashion forward and something needs to be delivered, I will shoot on digital. It, it's not a... I don't... I really don't go to the places what it's better film or digital or preferences. I think every day, every set I have, it's totally different approach based on the client, based on what's their vision, what's their needs, their aesthetics. I'm not saying that I'm a pleaser. Definitely not. Because I do put my foot down when I see that it's okay. This is going off brand totally. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely how I see things and what I'm comfortable with. For example, I would rather shoot f- like video on film, not on digital. And uh, I will convince my clients as well that it's cheaper than digital, to be honest, and uh, more efficient. And, you know, it's up to them. But again, it's a niche. It's not going for everyone. I- I'm not expecting from, uh, I don't know, whomever brand that never shot on film before to hire me and to expect me to shoot film because it's off their brand, you know? Something I've noticed with the the last few years, maybe the last three years, there's been a bit of a shift in terms of um, attitudes towards retouching. You know, there's a, I don't know how far this has reached over to California, but there's a big push for kind of what is seemed to be more realistic retouching, more honest retouching, especially when it comes to magazine covers and so on. As you're someone, you know, as deep in the industry as what you are, how do you feel about kind of the state of retouching at the moment? Is Has it kind of gone too far in a sense? Is it, is it in a good place? How do you feel generally about retouching in the fashion world? 
I don't know much what happens. I think it's more like a aesthetic and styles of each photographer or brand, how they handle retouching. I look mainly about what I do and how I shoot. And uh, to be honest with you, I I put a lot of effort in like almost non-retouching images, like almost to none. Um, and probably many of the images you look on my website or even mention names of some celebrities, it didn't even been touched up. Just raw from Capture One, a little contrast, a little curve, and that's it. And that's entirely an aesthetic point for you. It's not a case of it being a moral question, I guess. No, I, I don't mind retouching, of course, when the client needs it. Um, but I will put emphasis on almost to non-retouching. Something that's been hard for everybody with 2020, a lot of us work in, you know, creative fields, or even if you don't work in it, it's your escape. Your escape as a photographer or a musician or whatever is is to go and enjoy the creative side of, of your brain, I guess. And 2020's posed a lot of problems um, for people in terms of free time, actual access to go and do the things that they want to do and so on. How have you kept yourself uh, inspired over the course of 2020, such a difficult year? Uh, definitely difficult here and uh, very challenging, especially March, April, May, June. Been a tough man, uh, months, especially I'm sure everybody experienced it differently in their hometown or local. But me and my family, I, I, I took it in a very positive way and tried to reinvent myself and my personal life. Uh, went back to surfing after a few years. I didn't touch my boards from just being burned out, busy on photography, working out every day, built my own gym, built a little garden, like I'm growing peppers, tomatoes, any kind of herbs. Uh, it's very, it's, I, I start to self-invest in myself and, and to figure out more passion and more things that I love about life, not only about photography. Before that, I was very obsessed with my work. I, I didn't left the laptop, even if I didn't shoot, just going over work, marketing, putting stuff together, editing. I feel like it's it slowed me down a little bit and made me more think about what I want to shoot other than just shoot, shoot, shoot. Mm -hmm. I've been blessed as well to collaborate and work with people remotely during these times. Um, and this was an interesting challenge. It's still happening, still shooting a few campaigns here and there for big outlets and brands, uh, advertising work remotely, which been a blessing as well. And my wife is pregnant nine months right now. We expect in any moment. I really enjoyed time with my daughter and, and figure out like how, how to become a better father, how to be more involved, more uh, current for her. Uh, many things. I, I, I know that uh, COVID was very bad for many people and many close to me as well. I just try to keep the smile on because I know that eventually it will pass and, and we'll go back to normal. Something we see from our very cold, miserable little island over here in Europe is that everyone wants to be in America. That seems to be the, the thing. If, you, if you're interested in any kind of like media, you know, you want to be in the movies, you want to be on TV, you want to be actor, actress, director, photographer, anything, you want to get to America because that seems to be where the culture is. And everyone in America is trying to get to California. So that seems to be like the epicenter of the sort of the cultural media world. For those of us that just don't experience it, we don't live there, we don't work there. What, what is it about California that is so important to 
that industry? Wow. I, I think about it all the time. Even when I'm getting in the ocean to surf, I, I look around me. I look at the, the shore. I look at the, the sky. I always feel blessed and so lucky to be here. Um, regardless of photography, you know, it's like you can go snowboard in the morning and, and surf afternoon. It's, uh, it's really fun. LA for me, it's not a home. Los Angeles, California, it's not a home for us. It's, a, it's more like a background. You can go from downtown LA to Joshua Tree in the desert to the mountains and the high Sierra. Uh, afternoon, you can be in Malibu shooting up in Topanga. And then um, two days after to go to Ojai shooting the nature in hot springs. And then back to downtown LA shooting some urban or in studio. So the, the background variety you have over here and the location opportunity and the weather, that's what brings many, many, many clients and adventures all around the globe to California. I will even say during the winter times when nowadays the sun is so low over from, from 6.30, 6.40 a.m. until 4.45 p.m., the sun is low all day long. I can just build natural light studio every place and everywhere. Once you understand this, the, the nature and ge geography and the weather situation in California, you can actually use it and, and understand why it's so good to be here and why so many other big photographers and filmmakers came to California before that. When it comes to your own work, your, your history in photography, was there, a, was there a shoot or an image or a job that you got where it really felt like you were getting to the place that you wanted to get to where it felt like you had taken that big step forward. It was, is there any particular, you know, image or, or job that stands out for you in that sense? It's funny you saying it. There was no one image that told me I'm going to do it. There was a whole process that made me think I want to do it. And then like I mentioned earlier, I Googled the best photo school next to the beach. And this was very daring, very ambitious. I left everything behind and relocated to California in my late 20s as well. So it's not the decision I made when I was 17 or 18. It's a process, Chris. And every day on set, when I take a picture, I, I sometimes tell myself, sometimes I say it out loud, like, this is the reason I'm here. This is the reason I'm doing what I'm doing. This is the reason why I woke up this morning. So it's not a specific image. It's the actual journey. And, and I think in general, this journey has no final destination, which... I taught myself more and more that the actual journey is the destination. What I'm going through every day, the learning, the failing, the, the mistakes, the success, it's all a part of the destination and, and what's my purpose here. I feel like this is probably an appropriate question um, given some of what you said so far. You know, how much of your, your personal success and where you are as a photographer, and obviously, like you said, you're not, you're not there yet. You are traveling through your, your journey. You're, you, it's, there's no final destination. You're traveling through it. But how much of your um, continued progress through that journey is down to mindset and down to positivity and just being focused and understanding your goals? You've made the question for me specifically? Just for you. <laughs> it's 500% accurate. It's, it's, the, it's the mindset. It's totally the mindset. It's, it's how I feel, what I feel, how I see the things. And, you know, some days I will get to set and I will be click, click, click. Okay, are we done? Let's move on. 
And and it all depends the client, the visual, and what they need. Like I'm not going to push and force a DJ and party on set with a client that just need like front side back on a white seamless. But on the other end, I, I will. It, it's a, like a whole journey, and it's all about the mindset. If there's one source for your inspiration, I mean, obviously having a wonderful family, like you've already mentioned, is enough to inspire. But are you someone that's looking at, you know, movies? Are you looking at other photographers' work? Are you looking outside of, sort of media in general for inspiration? Where's your, your main source to get you inspired? First of all, light. So it could be either in movies, like you mentioned, or in nature. Like sometimes I will go hiking in somewhere and it will be late afternoon. I see a beautiful light coming in and I will just be owed by it. And like, okay, I want to do it in studio. I want to really have this kind of angle. Next time I shoot this specific kind of thing. I'm learning everywhere I'm looking at. Every conversation I'm listening to, I'm, I'm always learning new things, new inspiration. Yeah, and, and just keeping myself quiet and, and mindset, it's as well inspiring. I totally used to look at the, you know, history of photography. And when I learned the, the, the basics of photography, so learning from, uh, from the beginning from Nadal to Marcel Duchamp to anything from Dali and Picasso in the surrealism. And, and going on and on to Irvine Penn, Blooming, uh, Bloomingdale, uh, sorry, Bloomingfield, uh, Avedon, Newton, everyone learning about composition, about sets, about stuff, about light. And now my, my main inspiration, to be honest with you, looking back at my work from five years ago, I'm, I'm in a process of reinventing it and reinventing myself because I, it's been, 10 years since I started photography and now it's time to look back what brought me here and, and who I am right now and how can I merge these walls that I loved so much into this current world of, of missing narrative and, and the virus and the world and society, everybody missing some sort of a legit narrative. Brands lost their identity. Uh, agencies of models lost their their morals and values. Uh, photographers and creators just trying to shoot, shoot, copy, copy, shoot, shoot, copy, copy. I, I think I need to find and to reinvent my narrative to become a better photographer in the next 10 years. So that's that's my, my main source of inspiration right now. I mean, you say 10 years in, in photography and what you've done is frustratingly good like that's that's insane progress and and insane body of work and achievements and so on in 10 years obviously you come across and i apologize i i always like to kind of be as open as possible but you come across as someone who's very methodical and you kind of are very clear about your direction you want to go in and you break down the steps that's going to get you there if you're looking back at those 10 years that you've just been through and you're looking at the next 10 years, what would have, what piece of advice would you give yourself now for 10 years ago that would have got you through those stages quicker or you would have had a better time getting through them? Okay. It sounds like a little cliche, but uh, I will have to share it, you know, uh, and, but this is me, as you mentioned earlier, methodical, or I don't know how you perceive me. This is how I work. And this is my mind. I will tell myself most likely uh, to keep doing what I'm doing and to keep shooting and not to stop. And that's it. That, that's the formula. And this is what I will tell myself in 30 years from now. 
keep shooting and and don't give up. Like just keep going, keep going. In in terms of like pushing through when things aren't working out, either in terms of like personal success or the work as well, you just got to keep pushing through that. Yeah, just keep shooting. That sounds exactly right. I think a lot of people try and outthink um, the situation that they're in, and a lot of people spend a lot of time uh, thinking that because it's not happening for them at that exact moment, it's not going to, and they tend to abandon something before it really gets going. I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Obviously, with a a nine month pregnant wife and the career that you've got, it's it's crazy that you'd give up the time to do this. So I really do thank you. Um, I'm going to ask a crap question to end with, and I apologize, but I'll kick myself if I don't ask this question. In terms of the faces that you have photographed, and I think the obvious thing is that you know faces can be interesting whether or not they're recognizable. Of the celebrities that you have ph- photographed, are there any that you haven't had the opportunity to that you would really love to photograph? I mean, of course, yeah, I'm not out of this world. I know that there are people that I really would love to photograph, like probably Mick Jagger. Um, I wish uh, Bob Dylan probably people that really influenced me as a person and as an artist after I realized that I'm interested in art. What, what, who is the people that influenced me with your music, with your visuals? David Boy probably will be, I will, I will give a leg to have him back. You know, it's, it's opportunity. It's not about who I want to photograph. For me, it's the opportunity of actually capturing a different person, no matter if it's a celebrity or non-recognizable person or someone that it's about to be a celebrity. It's a privilege for me to have anyone in front of my lens and smiling at me and collaborating. This is what keeps me going. This is the mindset that keeps me aware and awake of my contribution to them. Um, I think it's always like we always, somebody's living with a piece in their heart after the set, after the shoot, either an image or experience or a conversation or a smile. It's all the experience and the journey of it. I'm always blown away by people in in your position that give up your time to talk to uh, people like me and and, and uh, give advice and give stories and so on. It's 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 so appreciated. And um, what I want to make sure it's the most important part of the podcast is that I just push as many people as possible towards seeing your amazing work. So uh, where's the best places for people to go to find the work that you do? So probably my website. It's the most up to date, and I really try to keep it maintaining. Instagram, definitely. It's uh, where the things are happening in my stories or when I feel like uh, posting something, either my personal life or my work. It's, it's, uh, it's all ties together. So it's uh, benjoawas.com and on Instagram, you are, are you at benjoawas? Correct. Yeah. Amazing. I really can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time to do this. All the best with the, the new addition to the family and thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate your time as well. Very privileged to be a part of it. Thank you.
eyes like a dream.